Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to a Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill and hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. And today we are talking all about tribes and how your vibe attracts your tribe because being in a tribe is something that we we desire as a human you might not realize it but we are very tribal and um, there is lots of things going on in your psyche and in your culture that will be putting you in tribes and you probably don't even know about it but it's essential for running a small business as well understanding about tribes and understanding your own psychology as well isn't it Dan? Yeah and we say the word tribe it's just another word for a group or a community or a gathering but tribe sounds a lot cooler and a lot more hippie as well doesn't it yeah so I like the word tribe. it's and it's very relevant to me and jill as well because jill has recently just just ran your retreat where was it again slowly hall yeah Lily hall and mm-hmm. obviously you've got a, a loyal following um and where i work at the gym we've just done our 10 year um i wish i had our 10th birthday taking over from the council and that's a very much community feel and that's I feel as what's well, the cornerstone of not only a successful business but almost like the wider community as well so if mm. you think about your um your customers they probably they're all now friends and uh mm-hmm. they, they tell the families about it and it's like part of something bigger that's that's what I like to think of it about so yeah you, when we say the word tribe it's like a you think of like a little close-knit tribe well, I think it spreads out as well yeah, you're right. Um, community, when you're um, building any business, is key, isn't it? Because, like you said, I, I just ran a retreat up in Slady Hall, and now all those people there, they didn't know each other. Most of them didn't know each other. Now they're all friends, and now they're, they want to go to the next one, and it kind of builds builds up. So it's, um, yeah, it's integral to running, a, a, especially like a fitness-based thing. You'll understand that from running a sports centre working in a sports center that building the community around the whole exercise stuff is really important because people will come because their friends are coming and it keeps that accountability going there's a lot going on in a tribe that um is in a successful tribe will i've been reading um seth gordon's tribe by the way so i've got some definitions for you tribe always needs a leader and a common mission so a common mission is easy in fitness is to get fitter and healthier they also have a language do you have this in the sports center you know like how um in starbucks they have the, their own language for like grand day and coffees and stuff it's like yeah. people will shop at certain places because of the language of that shop or the tribe it's, it's interesting the whole language around it yeah there's 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 language there's things like um symbols clothing yeah. like obviously in the fitness community if you turned up to do a pilates class in a pair of jeans like you, you'd be yeah. you'd be outcast really wouldn't you yeah. um i'll tell you a, a big one in the in the like in the wider fitness community which shows you how big that, that community and that culture is and having your own little tribe the absolute astronomical rise of crossfit they really mm. created a community in a tribe they have their own language they say words and acronyms that they just make up but People who do CrossFit absolutely swear by these things. Yeah. You know, they wear like weird clothing. They do weird workouts. All they talk about is CrossFit and they hang around together. 
and they've built such a strong culture and a community. And that has been the pillar of its success. It's just fitness at the end of the day. It's just lifting weights in a slightly different way to how anyone else would lift weights. But it's yeah. the culture they've created and it's been really successful. So that's that's a really good example of, of how important it is in terms of business, but in terms of a common goal as well and feeling like part of a group. Yeah, and people will come to classes and stuff. Like you were just giving us a really good stat before off air if you want to say it now about well, the classes. Yeah, so... So somewhere like where I work, we have the gym and we have classes. In terms of cancellations, most gyms do get cancellations. You would call it churn. So you get people that kind of leave every month, people join every month. Mm-hmm. It's normally around 10%, I think, in general, um, if you do gym and classes. But 50, 56% of those, kind of 10%, are, are gym users only. So in terms of gym and classes, people who do classes as well as the gym are a lot more likely to stay. So it's yeah. the gym users who go... Because if you think of a gym user, you as a man, normally you would just go on your own, you would put your headphones on, and you might be in a gym with another 50 people, but you might as well be in your own garage because it's you're solitary, on your own. Isn't it? Yeah, it's a very yeah, solitary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But the being part of a class, being part of a community, talking to other people, having that group flow, people really need that and people enjoy that. And it's and it's proven in the statistics that they're going to be more loyal and they're going to stay for longer. So again, in terms of business, it makes sense, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I think we saw that during lockdown as well, where like I was really lucky that I've got built, I mean, it's taken me years to build a really good community, but that community still stuck with me when we went online. So even though I was delivering something in a different way, they still all stayed with me. They didn't go off and do other things, which is a really important thing about having a tribe so if stuff like that does go wrong they'll stick by you and understand that you know that things do go wrong every now and then yeah it's like you say the whole lockdown thing proved that how important being part of a group is and human interaction is because as soon as we went into lockdown we realized how natural it was people couldn't wait to get into group chats group exercise classes (laughs) Like they sprang up everywhere. It wasn't, I mean, obviously it was important for businesses to stay afloat and do these things, but people wanted to be a part of it because yeah. you still want to see people. I know it's digitally, it's not the same. They still wanted to be part of a group and having that mm-hmm. um, having that common goal of getting to the end of a tough Pilates class or getting through a hit workout. People crave that. And it's, it's something deep within us that we do crave as humans. Other animals don't have that. Humans are the most social species and we can't help it. Yeah, absolutely. Most people want to be led. That's interesting, isn't it? Like yeah. how we're happy to just follow rather than lead um, because most people, leadership is actually scarce because most people don't want to go through the discomfort of being a leader. Yeah, I can totally get that because the pressure's on you. I mean, I know like it's a bit of a kind of soft example because me and you were, although we're coaches, I suppose you could say we lead a class, we yeah, lead a group. Leaders, yeah. yeah, but the, the consequences aren't that bad, are they really, compared to like, <laughs> you would say other leaders. Like the prime minister. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like say, it, for it, like lockdown as an example, people could have went online and found Pilates classes on YouTube. Mm. I was doing hit classes and kettlebell classes. They, they could have went online and found them easy without paying, without coming to me or you. But people want to turn up and be told at a certain time, you're going to do this yeah. and you're going to watch me and this is what I'm going to do. And you're just going to do exactly what I say. People want to be led and people yeah. are loyal to who they, who they trust as well. 
Yeah, exactly. Trust, consistency as well. I, uh, you know, I kept my class timetable exactly the same. It's just that we're online. So if you were used to doing a class on a Tuesday night at seven o'clock, it was still there. So we kept that structure. Even though the world was changing around us, we kept going and kept the structure the same. So it's, um, yeah, it was, it's really interesting how um, that the dynamics of that all worked. Because then it, once I reopened, everybody just came back and it was like, Oh, yeah, you know, and stopped, really. Yeah, like I say, it's a lot of this, like, these things we're talking about, they come down to human nature and characteristics, which make us human. We, mm. we like structure, and, like, change is scary. And it's, mm -hmm. and like I say, structure, consistency, being led, these things, although we're just talking about in terms of fitness and a health and fitness community, it's not, it's it's wider, it's, it's inbuilt it's in us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can see why it works in a community and fitness thing, why it's so successful. If you're just solitary about your health and fitness goals, you probably aren't going to be as successful mm. because we meant to um, add in culture and things. That's why like sports teams and things are so popular and they always will be. Like running clubs are huge. Running, mm. you think you're just running from A to B, but why do you need to be part of a group to do it? <laughs> but yeah. People love running clubs. It's because it doesn't, make, it doesn't necessarily make them a better runner, although they might have a coach. It's the other people they want to feel part of something bigger. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's belief in it, a mission, similar ideals, being with like-minded people. That was one of the things that uh, when we went up to Slaley that, you know, not, the, not many of them had met each other because they all come to different classes or some do online, some do in person. But most of my people, <laughs> my people, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what I mean, are, you know, women of a certain age who have, want to look after their health we've all got the same ideals if you know what I mean so it's really um refreshing when you all get together because there isn't anybody who couldn't talk to another person do you know what I mean because we're all kind of outgoing people like like mixing with other people so like to like to go for walks and do all the stuff the breathing everybody was so you know, like just into it. It's so important to have that, I think. Like I've run retreats before. I've run them now for six years. And I was just saying to my <laughs> group the other day that I might start having an application process for the retreats because beforehand I've always just gone, I'm running a retreat, who would like to come? And anybody who wanted to come could come. But now I think actually it's really the group dynamic is the most important part of a retreat. So if you're not, if you just want to come off on a retreat and like drink loads and eat loads or, you know, stay up late and drink, you, you know, and party, that's not what our retreat's for. Now, I probably wouldn't attract, I'm using that as an extreme example, but I probably wouldn't attract those kind of people. But there are people who would come along, like before I've had people on a retreat who came let's say with a friend who I didn't know, they just said, oh, my friend wants to come. And they just stayed in their own little group. And so they didn't like interact with the rest of the group, which then, do you know what I mean? It's that yeah, whole, yeah. you've got to look after the dynamics. The actual dynamics of the group are more important than the retreat is what I'm trying to say, which is like an interesting concept that's taken me like six years to come to terms with that. Uh, I've always known it's there, but I'm able to articulate it now. Yeah, yeah. Group dynamics is a, is a huge thing. That like weirdly brings me to an example, like just off the top of my head. Um, obviously, I'm interested in football and a lot of the stories when I listen to podcasts with footballers and things, they would get like the, the Premier League is full of international players. So you know, there's obviously English, French, Italians, whatever, Germans. 
but then every whatever six months they go away and they play for England. So all the English players get together, but they all play for different clubs. Yeah. So when they go to the England camp, you get all the players who play for Liverpool sit together on one table. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's other, yeah. because they don't, they're all in their own little groups. So, and, but that was a big problem because then when they came to play with each other on the pitch, they didn't know each other's vibe. They didn't like each other. And there was mm-hmm. like the group dynamic was off. So I think in recent years, they've, they've tried to build a better culture and a better community when the English players get together and probably other teams have done this better or worse. So essentially it's not the best, you might have the 11 best players, but if they all don't get along, they're never going to win anything. It's group dynamics and building the culture. So that's like you said, if you, if a friend comes along with someone who doesn't really care about and they just fancy the weekend away, one person can be the, can be the rotten egg and and yeah. make it awkward for everyone else so yeah like an application process is is um i suppose it's more like a job interview you get you know you get these big cultures like netflix and google and stuff they have yeah. weird interview processes and, mm-hmm. and like hiring and firing policies i know on netflix i think don't they pay something like five thousand dollars because if you if if you're not willing to be part of the culture and you don't get along they will just pay you to leave instead of creating mm-hmm. a bad atmosphere I'm, I'm sure it's netflix do that that's really relevant yeah yeah i totally understand why that would happen because yeah you can only take one person to not get involved or it'd be really negative about it and then that upsets every that upsets the vibe like you said the vibe but you can't really weigh or measure a vibe can you (laughs) oh but it's 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 a tangible thing though yeah it's there but it's definitely there like i find it sometimes in um like in a class, let's say that somebody comes in and they, I've had it before, not necessarily in Pilates, not necessarily now because I'm much more experienced, but when um, when I first started out and people wouldn't necessarily know what Pilates was, let's say, and people would come along and you could just see that they weren't getting it or they really hated it. <laughs> or I used to teach Zumba as well. You get people coming in and just like standing at the back with their arms crossed going, mm. and it can really be off-putting to the instructor like really oh, off putting yeah. because you could have a class of 50 people absolutely loving it and doing all the stuff but one person at the back with their arms crossed it really puts you off and like and it makes you it. feel like you're doing something wrong as well yeah and there's so yeah. like all your focus is not on the 50 people who are having a great time but on that one person who's not you know and like it just i don't know it really like as an instructor, and you'll understand this, uh, you feed off the people who come to your class. You feed off that energy, don't you? Oh, God, yeah. And if one people, person, can, and like, I don't let it affect me as much nowadays. I, honestly, I don't because I'm more experienced. But one person can really upset that whole vibe that you create because you build on the energy of the class. And if one person's bringing that energy down, then, But yeah. then it distracts you, and then the other... 30 people are looking at you and then they become distracted. You can see yeah. it's like a chain reaction, can't you? Yeah, exactly. Mm. It was interesting though. when you were earlier on, when you were talking about um, how uh, people of certain interests tend to uh, kind of life filters us into these little grooves and channels and groups. Like, yeah. and the, the best example I can think of, which is relevant to me and you is when me and you went to the Czech Academy. Oh yeah. We ended up in the middle of Lancashire in this farmhouse <laughs> where there was people from all over the world, including yeah. me and you from Durham, but life had filters up, filtered us into this little community. And you might only be with these people for five days, but then there's some of them who I'm still in touch with today from years ago. Yeah, and I yeah. look, look at me and you do nearly, our, nearly on a hundred podcasts. 
So we, we life filters us into these yeah. things of common interests and groups, which we do like because we crave that so much, don't we? Exactly. And things like accents. Like, I mean, as soon as you opened your mouth and said something, I was like, oh, God, where are you from? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were like, where are you, where are you from? <laughs> I was like, oh, I get in. And then, like, when I saw the, <laughs> had the experience, <laughs> I, I, would only, I only told you because, like, you you were like me. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're from the same place. We don't see things like that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it was like, it was only you I, sat, I, saw, I told. So it's like, yeah, so you have that common interest, but you also get bonded over a common interest as well, don't you? So it's um Yeah, and you, you do tend to get when you're when everyone's in the same place, like on the on the same mission with the same interests and you got mm. you're on the same vibe, you tend to get these big kind of I don't want to say like miraculous things, but um yeah, like big things happen when everyone's on the same mission. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah, that, that's I agree. What, what I'm it becomes to say. bigger than the group. Yeah, exactly. That um, to use a fancy term, that like collective consciousness or that group flow. These yeah. like things happen which would never just normally happen by yourself. Like mm-hmm. you, I'm pretty sure you never would have saw Warren's aura <laughs> coming up his body. <laughs> I if, wonder what uh, you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, um, but you know what I mean? If the if you weren't in that kind of collective yes. consciousness of everyone being there and being like so invested in that experience and yeah. on the same wavelength, these Absolutely things do agree. happen, yeah. You have to be, it's like, like you always say the set and the setting and the mindset around it. Absolutely. Massive, yeah. And like when you take a group of people away out of the their norm and take them to a fancy hotel in the middle of nowhere, um, you need to be... Like I realized that when I like the retreat that I've just ran was I think was one of the best ones that I've that I've ran, and I think it was because like I was a bit more relaxed around it, and I was just saying to you before like I did my first breath working session up there. Now physically, you and me are pretty strong, and we can run like three or five three to five classes a day, and probably we wouldn't even notice that we'd actually done that uh, just because that's our job. But when you're doing something that's spiritually, emotionally or mentally different, like that's a totally different thing. And it was only like, that's only, it was like an hour and a half session, but with a 40 minute breathe. It was, honestly, I was so tired afterwards. It, it really knocked me out. And I was thinking that, you know, I need to start flexing my spiritual muscles now to get them strong to be able to hold a group. Oh yeah, that like group energy is yeah it's, it's yeah it's powerful. It's, it gets heavy yeah yeah and it's like you say me and you have done some kind of hippie stuff and like off air we were talking around i once went into a like a seminar type of thing with a, a guy doing it was bioenergetic meditation which is a fancy term for pretty much jumping around and like an idiot and breathing very <laughs> intensely but this like went on for like an hour but the and there was there was hundreds of people i can't remember how many was there but it was a massive hall and but the group energy and the and that collective feel, but the the energy he had to bring initially to get yeah. everyone up to speed as well, like that required a lot. So there's a there's a lot goes into it to get to that level. Like you kind of mm-hmm. just walk into it and just run a group on an energetic no. level like that. So like there has to be, I think of it like there has to be a strong like source or like a like a spark or maybe even like another way around, like an anchor to hold everyone yeah. in that space. So that it's 
it's big responsibility really when people are putting emotions on the line and things like that yeah totally is and uh, what I realized is like the how many years now I've been running my business for six years was it four years since we did the check stuff like four three four years maybe four years yeah four years now I've been really focusing on my own health and my own wellness and really like ramping it up in the last year and I think that if it's so important to look after yourself when you're doing that kind of things before and after and you know like it's really interesting that whole self-care thing what I know we're getting off subject a little bit but what is the self-care around like people go oh you know like having a bath just having five minutes it's not it's self-care that is not self-care self-care is about building your life a life that you don't have to escape from and that is imperative to be able to run things like that oh yeah as a like you say as someone who's going to run um or I like be the head of a culture or a community like a like whatever a health and fitness thing like you do yeah it goes deeper but in terms of you can't give what you don't have so exactly you don't, you that's don't look it. after yourself you can't give what you don't have so if you're if you don't look after yourself and you're unhappy with your life or your health and fitness what chances your retreat have got of being exactly. a good retreat and people getting any benefit out of it <laughs> it's just the retreat is a reflection of you isn't it really exactly exactly yeah. and then that to bring us back around to the tribe that you need to believe in a common mission and a common value and the leader has to genuinely if a leader doesn't genuinely believe in the mission then the tribe will fail so that was that's where I was what I was trying to say that <laughs> to, yeah, to genuinely oh, yeah. to, to genuinely lead a, a retreat away you have to be absolutely on the ball with your own whatever that retreat is I mean it could be a let's drink loads of alcohol and eat loads of chocolate retreat so you've got to be on the ball with that right you've got to be able yeah, to yeah. do that yeah because most like most people are pretty switched on like we have a pretty good radar for like bullshit so people don't just join communities and cultures and groups just out of blind faith. Like you get a yeah. feel for the person, don't you? And if you know they're full of crap, then you're not going to really stay for very long. Yeah, that's so you know how... you're doing a pretty good job if people people are loyal and they stay and they want to learn more from you and they, and they trust you. Um, yeah, like, exactly. And it go both ways as well because people use this for bad. People like have cults and things like that, don't they? But yeah. they totally convince people because they so believe it themselves. They convince other people that these like there's um I can't even think of a cult off the top of my head, but they normally David Koresh. What yeah, was that yeah. one? The David Koresh one. The was it was that what, what happened in Waco, Texas? Yeah. Was down there, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we say and do if you like try and have a good mission. I'm not running a cult in Latin <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying these like that's how powerful like a cult leader yeah, is because yeah. they totally they can believe other people, but obviously we're doing it in a you know what I mean, a good way. Yeah. And, Tribes need a leader who thoroughly is genuinely believes in the mission. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. Um, and one thing I've kind of come to realize lately, as well as kind of um, with the community where I work, like because it's a like a leisure center, and it but it's it's like the almost the hub of a big bigger community going out like miles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Surrounding villages and thousands of people, it's having that like legacy effect as well. So we have mm. people who come in the center who are like in the 70s or 80s and they play walking hmm. football or they do Zumba and then they stay for a cup of tea. But then um, their children come and they do the exercise classes um, on the evening and then their children come on the night and they're part of the kids' football club. But 
And like it's creating that legacy so it could go on for like 100, 200 years of this family never leaving that yeah. community and that culture. And uh, you, you don't realize how big it sometimes gets and how important it is to have that legacy effect. Yeah. Like it's, uh, that's why it's so powerful because you will always have that there. That's what your essence, your <laughs> your unique selling point is because absolutely, those yeah. new gyms that are setting up in warehouses and stuff and have got all the fancy gear, but they haven't got that that vibe that fam- that tradition already yeah. you know that's it's they don't have that community and you're you're reaching out branching out and appealing to everybody yeah yeah and that can't be bought or paid for like it takes no. time and it takes effort and people who care and it's mm-hmm. um it has to be run as a business but it's not all about just taking money as well yeah. it's it's like it's providing something yeah and being everyone in this together and if 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 like the if people don't chip in this goes away do you know what I yeah. mean? Like it's you like it's, it's it, effort, but it's, it. yeah. it's like a labor of love. Yeah. It's, it's really important. Absolutely. So yeah. So tribes building a tribe and your vibe attracts your tribe as well. Cause like if you're putting out, you see this all the time, don't you? You know, like um, if like I put out, I would say good energy, you know, like feel good, pro aging naturally, organically, of course. And that's the kind of people who I attract in. But it can work in the other way as well. But oh, your yeah. vibe does attract your tribe. Yeah. And I think as well, like you I think as you, you get older and hopefully you get wiser as well, you realize that sometimes you might get people who come in and you think, oh, they're like, they're not part of my vibe. I'm a, why am I attracting these people? Sometimes they're a challenger as well. Mm. And for you to, you to kind of level up, but it almost takes experience to even realize that. Yeah. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Because if you, if you mm. just get people who are totally on your level all the time, that's all right to some degree, but then sometimes you need a challenge to level up, don't you? I found mm-hmm. as well. That's a realization I found recently too. Yeah. You reminded me of Ram Das there. Um, because he's like a spiritual guru. <laughs> it was one of the first ones to bring the teachings back from the West. And he said that um he always required wherever he did any talks, like a um a microphone stand that stayed on the bottom, like a but but he got to this venue and he was being all spiritual and and Zen, and because he thought that's what he had to be as a spiritual leader, and he had caught out the corner of his eye a full-on microphone stand, like a standing up one. Mm. So he went to the woman and said, "Like, what? What is this? This is what I asked for." And the woman was like, "We're really sorry. It's the only one we could get." Blah blah blah. And then he realized that it was his guru sent to him as a microphone stand <laughs> to, <laughs> to make him <laughs> to, to challenge him. Yeah. And uh, he said, "I realized that that time." So I started to laugh because my guru. I realized was disguised as a microphone stand to challenge my, because I was being so Zen and trying to be what I thought everyone wanted a spiritual leader to to be. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the day, real life doesn't work on that level. Like you kind of <laughs> have your own way all the time, can you? Yeah. So I always think about that. Like today I came in and the dog chewed a pen and put it all over the carpet, you know? So I was <laughs> thinking there's my guru challenging me as a puppy with an ink pen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but then if you can, if you can then gather yourself all because like, there's no human on earth that wouldn't be annoyed by that. Like, <laughs> like you say, even like Zen masters still get angry. They just close yeah. that anger window, yeah. to be, like as soon as they can. But like, if you can, if ten things go wrong and you can still do an exercise class, still do a podcast, still run your business, still you know, run a family. Like on your worst of days, if you can still do that, that's the level up. It makes all yeah. the other days seem easy, doesn't it? That's, exactly. That's like it's just like challenges in life. 
Yeah, well, washing up liquid, by the way, is the thing to get ink out of the carpet. For those of you, there's top tip. <laughs> don't say we don't give you anything. So, yeah, so tribes, guys, uh, harness the power of a tribe if you um, are running your own business and understand the power of a tribe if you are part of them as well and appreciate the ones that are good. Yeah, and if you have um, interests and things which you don't, which you, th- you might think are weird or you might think no one else in your immediate family or work group are interested in, trust me, there will be groups and tribes out there who have similar interests to to you okay the internet is an amazing place for that (laughs) even just being part of groups and like feeling like belonging is a really nice thing if you think oh that's not just me you might think oh i have this weird thing which i think about all the time or like there'll be people out there who think that and there'll be groups who go and do it if it's bloody i don't know walking groups or whatever you know what i mean there's you're not alone there's there's like there's tribes for everything and it's important to be part of that tribe Exactly, exactly. So have you got anything else to add, Dan? No, uh, uh, the only last thing I would say is if you haven't experienced the feeling of group flow, of being in a group and doing something like a breathing exercise or an exercise class or some sort of meditation, it is some next level stuff. So maybe think about doing something like that because group flow is amazing and there's loads of research going into it now. Um, and we've, we've probably all experienced it without knowing it maybe. Mm. um but yeah i'm kind of fascinated by the whole group floor thing i do find that because having taught for years as a fitness instructor and then having to stop and teach online that when you come back to the classes the energy in the room is really powerful and you don't Mm -hmm. necessarily get that online and um yeah like running that breath working session i mean i've only done one but it was like unreal the energy in the room that grew and it was powerful like do like i'd only done breath working on myself online i had done one group i'd done that three hour one which was amazing it's totally different being in a room full of people yeah i mean like you said it's the the energy in the room is just a very simple but very powerful way to put it you kind of that's almost you cut it with a knife sometimes Mm. that's like yeah so if people um if you've never experienced a group floor, that real energy in a room, and um, that's why you get people who can, you know, say, oh, you, they can they can hold an audience mm. and like they create tension or create drama. People who are very good at entertaining, like it's creating a group feeling and that energy in a room. It's um, it's something which I think like we need to get back to more. All these some lockdowns are still happening. Like it's it's an amazing feeling to be part of an audience and a group and having that energy. I, I just find it really interesting. Yeah. So yeah, we should all, we should all experience that a lot because you like, you probably experienced doing that breathwork um, course yeah. recently. Like it's profound, isn't it? Oh, totally profound and life-changing as well in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Right. Well, thank you for listening. Let us know of what you think of our podcasts. And um, as always, we are available on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, Alexa, all the main podcasting places. Yep. Thank you for listening, everyone. We like you being part of our tribe. Yeah, we like we like you being vibing with our tribe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you again soon. Right. <laughs> right. Bye.